Minnesota Moderate Man, No Politics Involved podcast. Welcome to another installment. I hope that uh, if you're listening to these or if this is your first one, I hope you give it a chance. You know, I am not looking, again, to use these to make millions of dollars. I'm just using it as a way to hopefully connect with the people, connect with you, and give a good story with some lessons, some neat and cool things. That's maybe the best way to approach it because it's good to have cool things in your life. Well, you know, today's journey is a fun one. It's a fun one because I like journeys and I also like the band journey. Who doesn't like that great classic rock music of Don't Stop Believing, right? You know, Journey, I actually saw one of the members of Journey years ago, and it was a blast. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, today's journey is what we call my coaching journey. And what coaching journey do I have in store today? It's soccer. And you may be asking yourself, why soccer, Dustin? Why Soccer. You know, I've had many people, friends, family, you know, in the most heartfelt way in which they've asked me, why soccer? Why soccer? And at one point, I just said to them, I don't know. It's something to do. But that changed over time. It more became as an answer Because I love it. I love the game of soccer. I love coaching soccer. But it's not really the thrill of the competition. And yes, competition is wonderful. Winning is fun. I mean, I am a sports guy. I love my Vikings. I love baseball. I wish the Tigers would be able to do a bit more. But I love sports in general competition, playing, whatever it may be. But my coaching journey is something that's important to me. And whether whatever's on your journey in life, you know, life is too short not to have something you're passionate, something you enjoy doing, love to do, look forward to doing. And, and coaching is one of those pieces of my journey. You know, when it first started, it was something that a friend of mine in Michigan called me up and said, hey, You want to help me coach a game, the game of soccer? And I'm thinking to myself, what? Uh, Sure. Uh, Why not? I guess I don't have anything going on uh, on Tuesdays at uh, 5 to 6. And it was, was, uh, I believe, my first year in college. Could have been my senior year. I mean, I'm only 36, and I, I really don't remember if it was either one of those. Anyways, that is beside the point. <laughs> but, you know, I, I went to the field and I helped them organize, you know, put the cones over there. Okay, uh, they have to do this drill. Uh, just make sure Johnny um, doesn't throw the ball at his sister. Right? Pretty pretty easy. But I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, this actually makes sense. I'm going into education. This is good experience. It, it will look good on my resume. I'll, I'll do this for a little bit. And if I have another opportunity that comes along to coach the game, well, why not? It only looks good on a resume. 
So why not do the job of coaching? And and so um, through my time in Michigan, and then I move into uh, Wisconsin to finish my schooling, I had an, another opportunity knocking at my door from the YMCA. And, and I got hooked through them, through somebody in one of my classes. And the YMCA uh, gentleman, great guy, says, hey, Dustin, you want to coach soccer? Okay, another opportunity to coach soccer. Hey, hey, uh, any, any chance for me to coach football, uh, baseball? No, uh, uh, all the slots are filled up for coaches. But I'll coach soccer again. Oh, you know what? Uh, three and four-year-olds. Oh, but you will have a parent helping you. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, three and four year olds. That was uh, that was exciting, and I embraced the opportunity. Keyword opportunity, and I uh, was just making sure the little kids uh, uh, made sure that they didn't trip over the soccer ball. Um, no, no, don't kick it into the hallway. Uh, oh, nope, 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 nope. Put 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 the flowers down. That's what it entailed for a while but you know I was I was embracing the moment it's it's an experience and embrace the experience that's given to you right so there is a part of my soccer journey but I was thinking to myself Dustin I am not going to be doing this long term I have to find a gig I want to coach football I want to coach baseball you know the American sports gotta get into those sports but through my time, the YMCA kept giving me opportunities, asking me to coach. So I go from coaching three and four-year-olds. Now, the one in Michigan was like fourth grade, but then there was another level. You know, okay, first and second graders, uh, no parents, uh, okay. But I actually had a parent once that was helping me coach, and he was a college hockey coach. And it was it was neat to be able to learn a little bit under him too as well in terms of coaching. Uh, but at the end of the day, we were both learning the game of soccer. And slowly, maybe by fraction by fraction, I was starting to understand the game of soccer, football. And so I move out west after school. And one of the youth organizations in Wyoming, uh, Frank calls me up because I got connected through him. And he says, hey, listen, we have an opportunity. Uh, basketball? No, soccer. We have another opportunity for you to coach. Uh, do you want to coach soccer? Do you have an experience coaching soccer? I should have said, uh, no. Uh, basketball? Question mark? No, even though I wasn't really a big basketball fan, I, I, I wanted to kind of explore my options in other sports. Coach different sports. But uh, soccer came knocking again. And so I coached a soccer team or teams. Now, again, granted, I did have an opportunity to coach a couple of basketball leagues and football leagues. So I don't want to take a total uh, uh, sorrow story <laughs> and say, no, you didn't get to coach as other sports. No, I did. And I was very blessed. But soccer, again, kept knocking at my door 
And so I moved back from Wyoming, and I come back into northern Wisconsin, northern Minnesota, and I get a call from a soccer organization, a reputable soccer organization, and they say, hey, we need a coach for you 13 girls. And so I'm thinking, oh boy, this is now a higher level soccer team. And this is a team of girls that, of course, uh, you know, have probably been playing a while. They have, uh, you know, they, they have a desire to want to continue to play, to learn more. So, uh, uh, and again, I have a certain amount of knowledge in the game, but not to the point where, uh, why would they ask me? There's got to be somebody else. Well, you know, I expressed that, that oh, you know, I, yes, absolutely. I want to learn. I want to coach. And again, it's, it's a good look on my resume, right? It's a good look to volunteer. But they did offer a mentor to me, a soccer coaching mentor. And I said, sure, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And this gentleman was from England, has an English accent, has coaching experience at the college level, has experience as a player playing in England. So I am extremely intimidated. And my resume is uh, a three and four year old soccer, <laughs> fourth grade soccer. But that mentor taught me so much about the game it was like a crash course and I still consider him a soccer mentor to me and he was uh, in moments he was you know, showing me different drills certain techniques teaching me theories of the game and then allowing me to, to run a practice with him observing me critiquing me and I'm only a volunteer but the opportunity for, for that to happen, for this organization to say, we, we want to invest in our coaches, and if you want to coach, we're going to invest in you, and you're going to help uh, uh, you know, coach these young people, but at the same time, we want to make sure you're doing it right. Total respect for that. And so this is a mentor that I can still call on today, and I have. I've called on them for various um, issues, maybe concerns, maybe ideas. I'll run it by them. And that is something that was such a cool moment is a part of my coaching journey. But, you know, it really wasn't something that got me to really love the game it wasn't to the point where, you know, I started coaching these girls and, you know, it was a pivotal point. And this is where I really started to understand. You know, at U13, it's, I, I think U13, U14, it's a pivotal point. Meaning, I can make or break these girls. And I'm not saying I could make them into the next Hope Solo or the next Mia Ham, But I could be the coach that they easily could quit because of me and I didn't want that I, I didn't want to be the coach that that one of these girls was going to say oh, I don't want to play that game because of that guy and that's exactly what they would sound like and so I don't want to be that guy I don't want to be that coach I, I, I don't want to be a tool you know 
Let's take a coffee break here. Hold on, hold on. You know, I, I really want to get a, a coffee sponsorship or something on this podcast. And uh, yeah, it's a whole other podcast. Just talking about that gold here. Anyways, back to the soccer coaching journey. And so I started to realize and think about this and say, wow, I, I, there's a lot of power in coaching. And specifically at this level where uh, it's not just making sure they're, they're just kicking the ball around. I, I'm really starting to come up with and understand that the techniques, the technical parts, I, I have to come up with a philosophy as a coach. So I'm starting to kind of dive deeper. And as I'm diving deeper into this coaching journey, I'm starting to enjoy it, really enjoy it. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it in the past, but I was able to just kind of be done with it and then move on and, and come back to it and move on. Now it's like this is starting to become a, a part of me, who, who I am. And people are still questioning me, why, why do you want to coach soccer? And now I can tell them I love the game. I, I, I really, truly love coaching. Now, I, I, I was in this mindset at first, I, I want to be a coach that's very successful. And how do you define a successful coach? Yeah, lots of dubs. A big number on that W column. And I wanted to be that coach. Yeah, I, I want to have them love the game, but I really want them to win games. And, you know, you start, you know, in these U13, U14, you know, start coaching these U15 games, and they're starting to get a little bit more competitive at every level. And you start playing some really good teams. And then you start getting to these games where, wow, wow, I did not prepare these athletes. It is my job to prepare them you know, prepare them in different techniques, the dribbling skills. You have to get so many touches on the ball at practice. Defensively, what formation? Do I do the 4 3 3? I mean, what, 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 what formation do I use? So you start really investing this, this idea what do I do as a coach? But then you start thinking about uh, the impact that you have and, 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 and the bonds and, and working with your co-coaches. And I was at a practice once, and there comes this parent on the field, and he says, hey, uh, you must be Dustin. I'm Ben. Do you need help coaching? Come on, Ben. Let's go. And Ben and I have become coach, coaches for, for many years now, it seems like. And, and Ben and I have... Uh, very similar philosophies. Ben is the, the anti-coach. And at one point, I didn't really understand it so much, but the anti-coach is the coach that truly is not there right away to win. It's not about winning. It's not about getting the, the big number under the W column. Are these girls, athletes, having fun? Are they learning from this game? Right? And that's where I started to invest even more in what I wanted to do in my coaching journey. The realization to why this game was important. It was not about the wins. It was not about demolishing your competitor. Now, note, competition is important. The world is 
competitive. It is important as a coach to teach them about competition, how to embrace it. But to me personally, my philosophy is not first about winning the game. It's only a perk of it really, and, and, and maybe in the side there. But as I started to coach and started to realize why this game was important, it was important for me to develop a philosophy. And I've been to various trainings. I was uh, had a chance to go to a U.S. Soccer Foundation training. I've done trainings through USA Soccer Coaches Association, U.S. Soccer, the Minnesota High School League Soccer Coaches Association. I, I feel like I, I know quite a bit about the game now. And there's still a lot for me to learn. That's, that's the beauty in, in coaching. But a lot of it was to say, hey, you coaches need to come up with a philosophy. And that, to me, was something that it didn't take overnight. It took through time. And one of the things that I focus on in my philosophy is character over athleticism. It is not the your ability to be liked by how fast you are, how aggressive you are on the attack, how... how uh, technical you are on your defensive side. It is about how you treat others, how you treat your coach, how you treat the ref, how you how you approach your competitor when they do something that might frustrate you, but how are you going to react? It's like the 90-10 rule. The 10% of what life gives at you, but it's the 90% that I look at and how you react. It's the character. And not only for my athletes, but for myself as well, where I have to almost refrain myself sometimes, stop myself, think, and look behind me and, and to see how I am modeling that character. When you have a coach from the opposing side at a U17 game or even a U15 game, I've seen coaches at various levels just belittling his players. And I tell my girls and my co-coach or my co-coaches and say, if I ever do that, I will never do that, number one, but if I ever do that, I'm done. I am not coaching anymore. It's not how you approach the game. You know, our players, our personalities, the personalities and, and, and getting to know each player has been the beauty of the game. Has been the, the best part of the journey to get to know them more than the athlete, but more about who they are and what their potential is. The moments of the game, being able to see one of your players help one of the biggest rivals in your high school during a game, during a match, help them up after they've fallen down. And then you get that picture, that moment captured, and it just hits me and says, that is what True sportsmanship is, and that's one of the reasons why I love the game, is because of moments like that. Being able to communicate, work together as co-coaches, being able to coach with, with friends, Tim and, and, and Ben, being able to coach with experienced players that have played at a high level, like Amy, 
Those are the moments that I truly appreciate as a coach that have added to the beauty of the coaching journey. You know, we uh, we have played on, on various in various tournaments in in levels like you know U fifteen, U seventeen, U nineteen. Some very competitive teams in the cities for various points of of the Midwest here. And it is awesome to see that that you know refs will come up to to tell you after the game. After a very, very competitive match where it's very close, even if you win, you lose, you know, even even if you go into it thinking, ah, we're gonna get demolished. And yet you'll only lose by one point, and the other coach comes up to you and says, "Wow, you have uh, you have you competed well. You gave us a run for our money." Or you have a ref that comes and says, "I have never seen a more polite team during this tournament." Those are the moments that you can reflect on as a coach and say, "We must be doing something right." And granted, yes, you might lose. And you gotta take those. You gotta take those losses with the wins. And sometimes those losses can make those wins even sweeter. But I'll go back to it. Those are just a, a bonus. As a part of my coaching journey, and you might totally disagree with me, as a coach, as an athlete, or whatever it may be. You might totally disagree with me. And I, you know, as a high school coach now, the varsity JV, I continue that philosophy. And teaching character, teaching to, to enjoy those moments. Because at the end of the day, at one point, they're, they're going to have no more games, no more competition, no more matches. The wins, the losses, I, I don't remember those. I remember those moments. I remember those opportunities when the girls will reflect on, on what they learned, how they had developed in their character, what they will take with them in their life. That to me is is what is so important about the journey. You know, we were once in a tournament down in the cities on, on Mother's Day, and we this is one of our favorite tournaments we would do every year in May. Of course, that's Mother's Day, right? The month of Mother's Day. And I remember we were waiting for a match. We had like two matches already, and we're all pretty tired. You know, when you have 45-minute halves, you know, that makes for, for a long day, especially if you have three matches in one day. And we were sitting on this, this grassy hill. It was a beautiful day. Oh, my gosh, the grass, the grass. The grass was green. <laughs> the daisies. I mean, it was it was really a cool moment. All 22 of us were sitting on the hill, the, co- co- the coaches. And uh, one of the girls just says, this is just a perfect moment. And we were all just in there in silence, listening to the crowds, uh, you know, and, and it, it's something out of a movie, listening to the birds. And, and then we just reflected on that and just said, you know, you, this moment will be gone. But remember this. Remember this great moment. And, and we still reflect on that. Girls will still come up to us and, and talk about that. Remember that Mother's Day tournament? We were all sitting on that hill. I mean, just just the small things in life, the team bonding events, the the jokes, the runs. I mean, uh, you know, at the moment, the girls might dread our, our, our mile run, but they reflect on that 
and they think about those positive moments to what creates their soccer journey. Now, this is my coaching journey. And other coaches will have their journey if they choose to have one. Athletes will have their athletic journey. But I'll talk about what a privilege it is. And to where I never thought, I never thought I would be able to say, I, 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 I continue or I want to continue to seek out, outside of the high school season, ways to coach young people in this, in this game. And what you can do as a coach. And winning will never be, personally, my, my first priority. It will never be my first priority. And people might say, well, because you can't win, that's why. Well, I don't think that's true at all. And whatever your cup of tea is, if winning is your first thing to do, great, wonderful. That's your journey. That's your thing. But to me, especially in high school sports, I want them to continue to love the game. And I always tell the girls, if you ever feel that I personally, as a coach, am taking you away from loving the game, tell me. Now, I've never had anybody tell me that. And I hopefully, hopefully, that's a never, never a part of my journey as a coach. So thank a coach. Thank a team. What, what things do you love to do as a part of your journey and hopefully you can create your journey reflect on the journey add to your journey whatever it may be as the song would say don't stop believing so cliche huh as i take my final sip of coffee today on the minnesota moderate man podcast no politics involved Mm. Ah, you have a wonderful day Take care and cool. When you need there's nothing that I can do. When you're walking in, I know it's true.